0: something
1: a time coming hi
0: Jason hello Henrietta
1: welcome to the conversations how are you today
0: I am feeling a little a little groggy today but I am excited about our I'm excited about our subject I feel like it's gonna take us places today
1: places it's, <laughs> it's, it could be intense or not
0: Right. I, you know, I don't think is intense. I think it is, uh, it's relevant. I think...
1: Super relevant. I think that's a good way to, to put it. It's very, very relevant.
0: And this week we're talking about purpose, essentially. Uh, is there a crisis of purpose? Are we feeling without purpose currently as professionals uh, in, in, in modern day life?
1: And my initial answer to that would be yes and no. Okay. We've been talking about this a lot, a lot over the last 18 months, for sure.
0: We really have. And the reason why I have stayed on this issue is because I really have been holding counsel with my peers around the world. And I'm in my, I'm in my mid-40s. Uh, as my, Don't look up. Well, thank you. As my peers are, and I have to tell you, this is, I mean... On our fronts, it's really quite, <laughs> there's really something going on. We're really at a point in our lives where uh, the game has been changed in front of us. And I, I have to really uh, give a nod to technology on this. Mm-hmm. Technology literally disrupted the game as, we, as we've known it. And it has splintered the directions that we can travel in. And I think... We haven't exactly created the new rules and we don't understand necessarily the name of the, the rules of the game because the rules are still being shaped and it has really left pe- people feeling adrift.
1: It's interesting that you bring up technology because I think that is um, a big source of this kind of thing that we're trying to unpack, right? So ultimately, you Yes, with technology has come opportunity. it's blown everything wide open. it's everyone's trying to do a land grab. It's like the the universe has opened up in terms of opportunity and 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 the idea of what's possible from businesses right through to even like your career path. It's not a solid tra- trajectory like it might have been decades ago on the flip side though, it has also given um kind of this kind of groundswell and this opening to the negative side of things, the doubt, the envy, the grass is always greener, Facebook depression, this idea of like competition. Oh, she's doing this. Am I doing enough? And so technology, I think in terms of this idea of purpose, I think it buoys it up, but it also is the devil.
0: And to add to that and that's a great point that you made there surrounding this like Facebook and en- envy. Yes, that's a part of the the, the condition of I now. I think
1: actually Facebook depression has become like a qualified psychological term now. Oh, like that's people are being I, I, right. treated for it. It's crazy. Thanks yeah. for the
0: correction. Of Facebook depression. But alongside that thinking as well is that what we're to strive for the temporary ness of things like you know becoming an instagram star or something that's feeling without purpose as well. So for my generation, it's like what we're supposed to strive for to mark our success. Now we don't really value, though we don't really value those the, 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 those criteria any, any, any longer. And so that's also helped to leave us in this place of of adriftness. Like we just don't know what's next and how to get there.
1: Well, interestingly, even the people that are in it, I mean, I've told you many times I've had conversations with um, a number of influencers who are in it and living it. And, you know, by all kind of intensive purposes, seem to be living very successful, fruitful lives, but are in it and wondering what it's all about. Because, you know, a, a platform like Instagram or social media is so ethereal. What is the purpose? And so I think to come back round to this question, I think we're all searching for purpose, and I think we've all kind of, you know we're all generally we're, we're progressing, we're doing better than our parents and our, our ancestors. Obviously, see, depending on where you are, but for the most part, particularly in the Western world, we're doing better than we were before. We're making more money, we have more choices, we have better health, we know more. And as I guess my Andrew says, you know better, you do better. But I think that what this kind of interconnectedness Of globalization has meant is that while we're doing better, I think that there is, you know, that is offset by these other things that are really quite negative in the sense that like we're all in each other's backyards and we're all really kind of like comparing ourselves and it all just feels very, there's like a bigger sense of othering.
0: Okay. And to that point of doing better, I think that's the question that really comes up. Am I doing better because I am, gaining a financial success in my work life? Am I doing better because I have 2.5 kids and a country house and all the trappings of successful life? I think in there lies part of the issue as well. I think people are really questioning this free market economy, we can, we're in America, we can speak from this perfe- perspective, this capitalist culture. I think it goes down to that almost philosophical base where people are questioning that, is this the optimal way to live? They've been sold this bag of chips and it's being almost debunked at this moment.
1: Right, but that completely circles back to this idea of purpose. I think that we've been focused so much on upward mobility that now we're at a point where everything is visible. Most things are transparent and so now we're questioning purpose in all things
0: well who's is it is it ron sharma who who made that quote i I think it was the purpose of life is a life of purpose i think i think it's the ron sharma who made that um And, and
1: while we all listen to oprah and her super soul conversations and we're reading all of these kind of really amazing literature to like help us through our process those things actually are super abstract in terms of what they actually mean like when you talk about leading a life of purpose it's so nuanced and it's
0: so relative because you were talking about the other day i remember you were
1: talking about you being able to just move out of new york and live off of the land and things and i was like hmm, that sounds really good but like how could i do that while still living in new york city
0: <laughs> while wearing
1: christopher lemare okay while being able to go to the Met and do all of the things I do culturally, but also living a life. I'm like totally into living off it, you know? So it's like, that looks so different for everyone.
0: But that conflict self that that you just outlined there, that is what's going on in the headspace of a lot of people. We've been brought up in the system of we, we can have nice things and, you know, we can work these hours and make X amount of coins. But again, all of that, I, at least the people I've been speaking to, and also for myself personally, I have to say the system is being put to question in the deepest way.
1: I get that because I think it's really hard to find new meaning within an old paradigm. Ah,
0: excellent point. Right. Excellent so it's point.
1: like it's it it does require some level of adjustment for it to so all kind of make a bit more sense. And so I feel like until that happens. We're all trying to figure it out and like there's going to be that level of dis- discomfort as we figure it out.
0: And wh- I, I I, think this came up in conversation with someone. I want to take full credit for this. But this whole concept of flow uh, mm-hmm. surrounding purpose, when you when you feel purposeful, I think the flow of life is much more natural. You don't have to you don't have to process certain things you go through the motions you know where you're going your aims and your goals are well defined and clear and so on on a daily your purpose in life is clear and it doesn't and and then it makes your it makes your life um and meaning of life very um very evident
1: see i think that that though is somehow a part of that dangerous thinking in the sense that i think that it's not necessarily that I, it's a little bit the grass is always greener because i think that flow and this idea of finding a purpose, I think if you have a North Star, but if you still have the same trials and tribulations and challenges, it just makes it worth it.
0: Right, but the trials and tribulations and challenges that we're speaking about now is literally, why did I wake up this morning and why do I exist? (laughs)
1: That's a good point. No, that is a really good point. I, I think I was just thinking about, like, if you think about the people that, like, really understand their purpose and, like, how they still struggle through it. I guess I was really looking at it like that. But I think if you're really starting from kind of... Ground zero this one, We're all trying to define what that is, I think, at any kind of given point. And I think you're always trying to redefine what that is, whether you're in school and you're like, I need to figure out what this thing is so that I can study it at a higher level. Or, you know, when you're done with school, you're like, OK, well, I'm, I'm in it and I need to work my way up to that thing. Right. When you're in your 30s or 40s and you're thinking about having kids and it's this whole thing of, have I been doing the thing to pass on to my okay. children? OK. And then I guess when you're like in your sort of 50s, 60s, sixties, you're like, hey, what has my life been about? You think and, about your legacy. And you think about your legacy, but you're also like, if I'm trying to find my purpose, how do I pivot? When you've built a life that's been predicated on all of the things you've been doing professionally or just otherwise for the last sort of 40, 50, 60
0: years. And you can imagine the challenges for a person in their 50s or 60s with these new new tools to operate that they don't know how to operate or necessarily care how to operate, but those are the tools that are being used on a day-to-day.
1: But I was, I also find that they find like a different value in it, which is really interesting because I think a big part of this problem is the way that we're defining very important terms right like friends yes so before it was like the saying if you can which is coming back around now because people are seeing the importance of it if you can count five good friends on one hand you're a very lucky you're living a blessed life mm. which is so true but like this idea of a friend has gone got so co-opted by social media i know that i've had to really, i've really struggled with this particularly since i i had a baby the concept of what a friend is and what your expectations of that friendship are it's all gravy when everyone's winning and everyone's kind of liking each other's photographs and it's cute during you know cocktail hour but then when sort of shit goes south or real life changes happen and then you put those expectations of real friendships onto social like faux friends problems start to happen and then you start to feel really alone and you have to really kind of dig really deep to like reconcile all of those challenges and I think that's really problematic because we're thinking that being connected somehow socially or I don't know there's like a kind of social media faux new world piece of like what that friendship means right and and then you kind of find out through the back end of disappointment actually what real friendship is and then you have to really work if you want to be in a place where you have really solid relationships to do that sort of excavating and the discarding and that's also really a painful process so I think that actually the way that social media co-opted really important ideas like like love you know friends I think that's also really problematic too and I think the older generation are really seeing through that because they've obviously been living their life using these terms in the way that they're intended
0: Something in that that I think is really quite interesting in this, this whole social media likes and sanctioning what you do, or at least the public uh, approval of what you put out there. Yeah, that has something to do with it. But I think what I'm speaking about is when you take that conversation out of social media and you're sitting on your couch with your good friend and a colleague, and you're really talking about what. Uh, that individual is feeling in these times. And I think the reason why we're speaking about this, how this came to the fore as an important conversation, is that people's lives have been really impacted uh, in a significant way from depression, from anxiety and stress and those kind of things. People, there's there's a certain malaise that's going on with, a, with the professional set, the 30, the 30 plus, let's say. There's a real malaise going on there with them. And I think this has a lot to do, I think the core of this is in fact that lack of feeling purpose. And the result from feeling lack of purpose is depression, anxiety, and all those sort of things. And that's how true. they're working through that. That's really true. And
1: I think that it's a lot to do with the fact that we're just redefining everything.
0: Precisely. So it's
1: like we can redefine luxury and we can redefine uh, we can redefine gender, but we also redefine, I guess, what makes us happy. And I think we've all been brought up, it's probably going to start changing now with the generations that are coming up, but we've all been brought up on this idea that, like, you have a good job and, like, you make a certain amount of money and, like, you get married and have kids. And I think that we're all also kind of establishing the fact that those things don't necessarily equate happiness or even purpose, because you can have a good job and make a ton of money and still get there and be like, is this it?
0: That is so huge. And if you recall one of our earlier podcasts that we were speaking about, uh, a lot of professional people leaving industries like fashion and the like, and are choosing much simpler lives in Vermont, you know, um, mining maple syrup or living on a farm somewhere and doing something much more pastoral, much more meaningful, and so forth. Yeah. I think this is very much a part of the same movement. And this movement did start a few years ago and will continue to happen. And we are literally in the midst of defining. And as you say, that's a great point in that what the the image of success will undoubtedly change for a lot of people. And it won't be just a one, a one trick note if you will it it just won't be you you crawl the ladder you make those coins you show the world your success and 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 so forth it's not it's not fulfilling
1: i think so because i think that also there's a deeper feel there's a deeper trend not trend that's maybe too surface a word but there's a current kind of wave of like actual feeling like how things are making you feel so i think that's really why we're like what we do for a living for instance like I know that um just even in the last few years of working in like more sort of luxury fashion I was like I was like but why am I actually doing this do I even believe in the messages right but I'm kind of putting out there this idea that you need to kind of buy more like live beyond your means buy these items that you don't need nor can you afford these kind of myths about what beauty is to be like so thin that you can't really function it's not sustainable and so I was really thinking about what that meant to how that made me feel about what I was doing but also it's like we're focusing more I think on mental health and the way that we feel so I think that also is becoming a bit more transparent maybe in the ways that it wasn't before because it was always kind of swept under the rug. Right,
0: right. Well, I hope what this age, I hope what will result from this age is that there will be a lot more very evident ways of living, ways that are approved <laughs> of by society <laughs> rather than, because in many ways, is this upward mobility track, that is the, that's the the—that's the one track that, especially in a country like this, that's kind of respected. But now I think that people will look differently and look At living very different lives where the trappings of money and uh, the known success or the the, the known signals of success are not a part of the, the, the ingredients any longer. To be perfectly honest, I'm in that place. And if I wasn't so golden handcuffed to this culture and to this lifestyle, I would absolutely move back to Jamaica, to the rural countryside of Jamaica right now and live. A much simpler life. I just haven't matured enough yet. I think, to me, honestly, I think that's going to come with my maturity, and I will take a, I will move in that direction.
1: I think it's really interesting, though, that the response to where we are today is the complete antithesis, do, do the complete antithesis of what's happening. So this idea that you would move to rural Jamaica and like kind of go back to like-
0: live off the land. Yes, and I'm not being. I, I really don't think this is a dreamscape. Like my emotional. Uh, state is calling for something like this, something drastic like this. And again, when, you, when you've when you upended the tenets of a system like this, when you've really upended and questioned everything, you see that it's rotten to the core.
1: But this is what I'm saying, and I feel like there's a level of escapism, like, for instance, the mass exodus that, that we were talking about in fashion, where people are like, we're not saving lives, fuck okay, it, I'm going to open a yoga studio and yes. like wherever. Because uh, I was kind of in there where I was like, I don't want to be in fashion. And then, I was, and then I was like, as a black female, do I have a place to actually work to change the system and be one of the people that are missing in this conversation? And I think that that's a really interesting point because I think, like I said before, like we're living within infrastructures that don't work anymore. So for me, it's about changing those infrastructures in a way that works for current modern society. So whether that's, you know, because I thought it was so powerful what you said, we were having lunch with our really good friend, Vanessa, um, who is fantastic. And she, she just came back from India, where you spent a lot of time and then you were talking about how much you love India. But one of the things that really kind of bother you is this, I guess, difference between right, the Uber wealthy right, and the, the caste system. System. Right. system. Where everyone
0: sort of like lives by it, it's hard coded in the culture exactly. and they don't allow it no one questions it.
1: And I think that's what needs to change because you, you were talking so passionately and so articulately and so beautifully about it. And I thought if we can get to a place where people question it, it's not so hard coded and it becomes more fluid and actually becomes a much shorter spectrum where it's not a difference between the people that are so wealthy that they live in like golden castles and people that are so poor that they are doing the most outrageous tactics to get like a dollar. Okay. Would that be a better society? And I think that that's, that's the thing, like the change that needs to happen. So it's not about the mass exodus, it's about how do we figure out a place where it's not not like no. even a redistribution of wealth. Like this isn't about me trying to be like a kind of communist or but it's communist a socialist or any political. But I'm just genuinely thinking if we can restructure the way that we live, then no one needs to move away to Jamaica to like do a different thing because they can live within Henrietta
0: you know what that is a that's an amazing alternative and that is a that's a great way to look at that's a that's a wonderful way to look at it from I that's not the place that I was coming from I was just like the earth is done (laughs) let's shut this down and let's go find our peace Wherever we find what it, time we <laughs> <have>. <laughs>
1: what time but
0: that
1: have. is the whole thing on purpose. I think that's also it because you're working <laughs> to do all of these things, and you're literally like you're watching the news, and you're like, okay, between Trump and climate change, I, I, I
0: uh, you know what we? I exactly. think I would be remiss if we did not if we did not highlight that point. I think I, I think part of the reason as well that the the state of affairs with, with people is that there is a there is a real problem with the leadership in this country and people feel it and there's a certain feeling of hopelessness in that as well. That has really impacted the temperature and the temperament of a place like America. We should not, I certainly know I am living my life in avoidance and escape uh, surrounding this administration. So I think that's a, and I think a lot of people are and the parsing through the daily news that we hear We're coming like out of... Breaking. It's, it's, it's absolutely shocking. So we don't, feel, we don't feel in a secure place. We don't feel, in a, we don't feel that we're in a progressive place. So I, this time, it doesn't surprise me that this time there is such a feeling of uncertainty and, uh, and lack of direction. It, it makes sense.
1: And a lack of control, because you see that with the younger generation who are out in the streets marching for gun control. Ultimately, and that's a perfect example, they are living within the confines. Of constructs that are so unfamiliar to them, it doesn't make sense to them. They don't, they don't choose it. Right. It's actually problematic to their day-to-day life and they want to change it. And so I think that with this sense of purpose, I think that we can all then, I don't know, because like if you think about even fashion, people are losing their faith in fashion and think it lacks purpose and like what is it all about? That wasn't the conversation in the '80s. Or in no, the 90s. it most certainly like, was it not. Had the most amount of purpose. Absolutely. So I'm really interested about what that shift was and like how we get that back because it really was like something that was. I just
0: I, I, I think your point is great, but I think the the look what purpose looks like is just just going to be very different. It's going to have a very very different face, different faces. Mm-hmm. It's going to have many different faces, and uh, and I think it, it'll be uh, supported by it'll su- be supported by culture and society, and that's positive. I like the angle very much that you have looked at this subject from. I you you have definitely provided a more positive spin to this story than I've been viewing it, and it's it's not, it's not surprising that you're you know your generation younger than me. I, I have to say, what I've recognized is that the thirty somethings are now just starting to they're like wait a minute wait, I've been doing this for a number of years and I feel like I've been in a swim of things. Uh, now what? Now the the now the questioning is starting. Now they're looking around and like, wait a minute, is this it? Is this right. what I'm going through? Meanwhile, the 40-somethings are in the belly of it. But I
1: think that's because we're in that in-between generation where we didn't grow up with technology and cell phones and social media but we are fairly native to it because we were young enough to be able to completely adopt it mm-hmm. in a natural way. <laughs> but we were also told all of those stories. Precisely. And then we get here with all that we know and we're like, is that? Is this it? I have a question for you. Do you think that the idea of purpose and knowing a purpose is something that changes and grows like a person?
0: That's a great question. And I think that, uh, it, I think it's different for everyone. I think it's different. And I think this whole search for purpose is a very individual pursuit. I don't think there's a blanket wow. i don't think there's a blanketing to 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 this at all i think it's a very very personal thing it is,
1: but that's why it's so hard that, It's such a lonely journey
0: precisely and as well i think part of it is is not buying in to someone else's philosophy of, of purpose it's really making sure that the the path that you choose is mm. really legitimate for you it's authentic to your journey and your desires which is
1: the hardest thing to do if you don't have the correct support
0: system. But when your when whole being is questioning of where you're going and, and where your whole being is saying that this doesn't feel quite right action then your call to action your call to action you have no choice but to well i mean (laughs) i think most people really kind of respond to that calling they respond to seeking those answers or respond to making those changes but it's
1: so hard in today's society how do you shift how do you kind of pump the brakes and say okay because ultimately it's like we live in the most expensive city in the world so like you have to make a certain amount of money every month and you have to you know so it's like it's just I don't know. It just it's so overwhelming.
0: Well, it is, Henry. and that's why most people we know are on antidepressants. Most people are just like like medicated to literally each of their life just to get through.
1: Gets me through it. Okay,
0: <laughs> just to cope. So that's not surprising either. That is that is very much a part of this age. It's so anxiety and other and other ways inducing that you just it, literally people are. And it the, for the medicine I cabinet. So, but I do
1: also think that there is a shift towards not because the whole idea, like you said that quote the other day about being asleep and now you're awake. And I think that now everyone is, is trying to kind of fight through the pain because they want to get to that place of enlightenment. They want to be awake. True and so like that process of being woke, so to speak, is like, okay, I need to like stop. Drinking, doing drugs, taking the antidepressants or whatever your vice is that gets you through your crutch. And it's like, hey, I need to do the
0: work. Truth, truth on that for sure. And uh, again, I like this very positive side that you're looking at this issue from. And I think actually that's a great note to end on (laughs) to look in that direction. So, yes, but this is this is obviously an ongoing issue for us, uh, Henrietta, uh, because people are feeling the pain and will continue to speak to them and report on it here in this podcast.
1: I would like to think that a large part of you and I's purpose is this
0: podcast. Though. I agree. I absolutely agree. To, to raise those issues out there and add a perspective on them, absolutely. Till next time. Bye.